Hello everyone, welcome to um, the EZ show. Uh, on this show we talk about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship in Africa and a whole lot of other things around that. Um, we catch up with young founders and innovators in the continent to talk about their experience and then to just share insights around key areas where they run their company. So today we have Chibona on board, very innovative entrepreneur. Um, I would actually really love him to do the introduction so that we don't miss out any of the details, but this show promises to be really enlightening and super really inspiring. So um, Chibona, thank you so much for making this time out. And for context, we are shooting this on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so it's a huge sacrifice to have him on the show. So um, please tell us about you. Let us meet you. Please don't be humble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you for the invitation, first of all. I believe this is a very great platform to um, highlight and uh, shine, shed more light on on entrepreneurship in Africa, especially as regards uh, young founders. So my name is Chibuna Obuna. I hail from a very, uh, I hail from one village in Umuahia, known as Nkatalike. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in Abia State, Nigeria. I'm the second child of my parents. And I had my primary and I had my primary education in Umuahia. Then I had my secondary education at Air Force Military School in Jos, that's state Nigeria. Wow. After which I proceeded to Federal University of Technology Oweri um, for my bachelor's degree. So currently, um, I'm, yes, I'm in my final year in the university now. Great. So just waiting, waiting for some months to graduate. Yeah, so how, how it all happened, how I... My journey has been a very interesting one because it was as if I knew from from secondary school what I really wanted to do, you know. Um, during the practicals we had in a computer lab at mm-hmm. Air Force Military School, I discovered I was going through the internet and then uh, I discovered an article that talked about climate change and all the causes of climate change and how people can get involved, you know, to be part of the change. So that interested me a lot. And that was when I was considering which course I was studying in the university. So I immediately switched from medicine and then applied to study chemical engineering. Yes, in order to you know be part of the solution through that course. But on getting to the university, I discovered that it was not even really chemical engineering that could help me to you know be part of what I was really interested in. So I followed my curiosity and I found uh, conferences on renewable energy and um, you know anything around clean energy. So sustainable energy and sustainable development goals. So that was how I was able to stumble on those things. And uh, I went for a lot of conferences. I traveled, used my pocket money, you know, left school, missed lectures sometimes to travel to conferences in Lagos, you know, in Abuja, in Enugu, across the country, just to feed that curiosity, you know. And I, I'm very grateful and I'm very, very, I don't regret anything at all. Like, I'm very happy that I did those things then mm. because as I followed my curiosity, you know, it helped me to explore, it helped me to, you know, discover what I really wanted to do and then what I could contribute to. So in my third year, I 
started to you know think back and ask myself what will i do with all these events and conferences and all these things i've been attending how can i be a part of this solution what can i contribute you know and that was when the thought of you know founding a, a startup came up came, came to mind yes right. i did I, i didn't have any prior business experience um apart from the fact that while i was growing up you know i still had some entrepreneurial ideas i wrote i wrote my first novel at the age of eight i had the idea of selling it you know for getting it published and selling it to my colleagues in primary school then but it was never published so when i look back i think about those moments and i remember that okay wow that means i really had this entrepreneurial mindset from a very young age so i followed my curiosity as i said and i landed on founding uh, an energy company uh we are two years now with my co-founders um, the name of the company is is from cycle energy however we are considering to uh, we are currently rebranding so we don't promote the name so much now because we are trying to rebrand and come out in a very very much better way great right so those are also one of the ups and downs and you know founding startups right so that need to change <laughs> some things it's not like it's not a fixed thing there's nothing yeah nothing is permanent you know in the startup world you know there is always something to change there's always something to upgrade there's always something to you know to tweak right so until you get it right you keep you keep iterating you keep tweaking you keep tweaking you keep uh, making corrections you know, keep learning uh some of your products might be okay some might not some might just be very bad products with no exact use cases you know yeah so all those things are part of the journey and it helps to shape one it helps to shape one into understanding about life in general you know you learn a lot of things by starting a company especially in Nigeria and as a young person there is so much competing against you time regulatory bodies yeah. government policies you know big bad news up and down so but you just have to you have to build that resilient mindset you know because I believe the only way to really make change uh, a transformational change in our country and across Africa is to you know create a lot of businesses that can employ thousands and millions of young people and create jobs and you know improve the economy of of the nation and the, and the continent so young people can young people have the time they have the talent they have technology they have the internet they have everything now at our fingertips you know to mm. actually make it. it just requires the heart and the courage to to um, to step forward and say okay i'm going to commit Take to it this up. and no matter how hard yes no matter how hard it's going to be no matter how long it's going to take i'm going to be part of those that will you know contribute on and definitely most not really be starting a company based you know there is so much to do in our country right now right okay? so it's just in fact the, the word entrepreneur should not only be restricted to businesses you know entrepreneur entrepreneurship is actually a mindset you know actually a mindset of coming up with ideas executing ideas seeing that they succeed you know if they don't succeed finding a way around it making you know coming up again like rising and falling that's just what i feel uh, we should do you know we should have that mindset great wow that's that's a very deep um introduction thank you for running us through that um thank so you. my my first question or my next question would be so why did you take interest in the renew, renewable energy um niche 
I, I mean, you 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 said you you're doing okay. chemical engineering. I mean, I did chemical engineering too, so I know yeah. there are a lot other places like wow. plant design, optimization, and all the things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> why renewable energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the truth of it is that um, renewable energy is actually the energy of the future, right? Mm-hmm. And the future is right here with us. Okay. True. Um, despite despite the fact that you know the energy mix is not is the energy mix in Nigeria is tending mostly towards oil and gas, you know, and coal and bi- biomass and all those. Still, yeah. renewable energy has a great potential if well, like the industry is quite nascent, you know, it's, it's a young industry and it's rising really fast because the energy transition is happening so fast and rapidly. People think it's happening slowly, like oh, like we don't have enough solar panels or solar solar no they work like they say. You know mm-hmm. and all those things but however solar and all other forms of renewable energy are really rapidly growing very very fast the costs of um, equipments are falling you know there are a lot of um, policies now coming up to promote the use of renewable energy and again mm-hmm. globally the top economies in the world us china japan all of them are going renewable so it's just a matter of time before it will you know it to just sweep the whole world and that's just the way because the only way for us to sustain the uh, sustain our climate and also meet the energy demand of the world's rising population. You know, in Nigeria, we are, we are growing at a rate of 2.5% annually. Wow. In, our, in terms of population. Mm. And it's estimated that by 2040, Nigeria will be over 400 million people. Mm. Just Nigeria alone. And Africa will be at least 2.2 billion people in the world. Mm. You know, everybody, like one in mass. two persons in the world, one in two persons in the world by 2050 will be African, will be, will be from this place. So, and again, we are very, very young. Our young population is, we have about 60% of people who are very young, uh, mm. below the age, at the age of 19, between 19 and 24 years old, you know. So that's a very, very young and um, energetic mm. uh, economy and the environment that requires energy. And now almost everybody has um, a, a smartphone, right? Everybody's almost mm. using a laptop, you know, though the, the access is not that uh, much, but almost everybody can connect to the internet either through a smartphone or a laptop or the cyber cafe. So it just takes a matter of time, and the energy demand will be so high. And a lot of people are moving to cities, you know, you know, uh, and are migrating from the rural areas to the cities in order to find jobs, in order to find a better life, security, and all that. So it's just a matter of time before you know that the cities we have to deal with overpopulated, mm. and you will need a very sustainable source of energy to sustain these cities, you know, and ensure that the factories, the industries, um, the workplaces, and the homes are well lit up, you know, and have power at all times, right? So renewable energy is the only way I see that will actually meet this demand, as well as reduce, um, uh, you know, environmental pollution and all forms of um, climate, you know, disasters that might come up, right? And again, People think that um, Africa would not experience, or Africa is not experiencing the climate disaster already. Mm. Yes, while 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 only while only two percent or four percent of um, the climate um, the climate crisis, Africa contributes about four percent, only four percent in the world, right? Due to the emissions and all that. However, we are feeling the most effect in terms of drought, in terms of. Um, deforestation in terms mm, of um, the changing changing seasonal instead of you having rainy season when you're supposed to have it 
to be coming later or to coming earlier. You know, all those things are disrupting yeah. the way the normal climate in Africa is. And it's, all those things lead to loss of um, soil nutrients. They lead to, uh, to like fluctuating food prices, you know, and economies as well. It's in fact, that affects everything. Like I can really connect climate change to almost everything that is happening that is not good right now in Nigeria or in Africa, mm. right? So that's why we need to find a way to meet the energy demand as well as mitigate climate change through renewable energy. So that's the, that's the energy of the future. That's where we, well, that's where we need to be. Wow, great. So that looks like first, there is a market opportunity. Then second, mm-hmm. there is the social impact angle to this because absolutely we need this. We need this solved. So, um, mm-hmm. right. So, how's how's the growth been for you? How's the adoption been? And then, I mean, how's the startup life been for you? What has been the success? What has been the failure? What has been the learning okay. and all that? Okay. Can you? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, I can go ahead now, right? Yes, yes, please. Okay, well, the startup, the startup journey has been very interesting, as I said. Uh, it has not, it is not, it's not a matter of it being sweet or, you know, sour or bitter, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's not how to define it, right? Um, mm. This is life and uh, building a company is not being a company from scratch, I can say is really, really daunting, right? But you need um, a lot of courage. A lot of courage is required. So I find it, I find it uh, interesting that I've been building a lot of internal strength and you know, shaping my mindset into accepting, into, into taking failures as a stepping stone to success, and also taking successes as you know, signposts to be very vigilant and also very, very uh, alert, not to be complacent. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you win, you don't just rest on your oars. You try mm-hmm. to, you know, do better go than that. More. You try to go for more, yes. And you don't just relax and feel that, oh, everything is fine. Because as you are doing that, your competitor is thinking way far ahead of you and doing more. So you need to always be on your toes. That's one thing I discovered about uh, building a startup. And that thing, again, is that you need to be aware of your environment. You can't just be building a startup in your head or in your garage or in your room without mm. observing your your external environment. You need to know what's happening in Nigeria, what's happening with security, what's happening with unemployment, what's happening with elections, what's happening with politics. So that way you are better you are in a better position to make informed decisions. Um, you are able to understand where the next opportunity will come from. Okay, you are also able to be very very careful of your next moves. You know, we take calculated risks right and um you also yeah you also you just make good decisions generally so that's what i discovered on that journey then and another thing again is building a startup has helped me to understand that life is all about lifelong learning mm. like you can never you can never stop learning on this journey because every single day new things are coming up for you to learn and there is never a time you ever stop learning because the day you stop learning that's the day your brand starts dying off mm. right True. And um, True. I noticed, yeah, I noticed that by constantly learning, reading, and listening to a lot of podcasts, you know, observation, reading biographies, you know, just learning about the industry, about other industries as well, and you know, keeping abreast with a lot of information helps 
entrepreneurs to make better decisions. Mm. Yeah. So, so those are the things I have to say on that. Amazing. And, well, on the failures, I've made a couple of mistakes from the time we started the year, but we just launched the, the business. And um, we, we first started by advocating for, you know, environmental, um, an environment, environmentally well placed, like keeping Nigeria clean and all that. Mm. By the end of the day, we discovered that there was no market there, you know, mm. and despite the fact that some players and major players are there, they will stifle us. Mm. So there was no way to like break, uh, break into that particular space. So we just had to think back and now say, okay, let's pivot. This thing is not working. Okay. So I learned that in that moment, you have to learn to tell yourself the truth at all times. So if a product is not working at all, just be honest with yourself and your team. Tell yourself and your team, this is not working. Let's change. Because if you stay fixated, and Mark said that we should not stay fixated on on a bad on a bad product or a bad solution. You know, just because we've, we've invested so much time and money into it, if the solution is bad, just switch move on and um, <laughs> go for another one. Mm-hmm. Yes, move on. Exactly. Because the more time you waste on that particular product, trying to make it work, when you know that it won't work, you are going to waste a lot of money. And you're going to uh, waste a lot of people's time because your team members, your partners, they all have their other lives. They have their lives to live. So you have to always ensure that you are maximizing every resource and every time that you have by building something that will really work. You know, and one of my friends, Dr. Adirini um, of Help Mom okay. in Lagos, he will always say that, yeah, he will always say that, uh, don't deceive yourself that you are building something, something that that, that don't see yourself into build that you are building something when you know you are not actually building a solution. You know that you don't go and start building something in the name of it's working or let me just build this when mm. there is no uh, there is no market for that Play. particular product mm. and it's not even a, yes it's not even a solution to any problem and you are just excited and building it. You know, he said the, the worst thing is to waste time building something that does not have any impact or does not have any, you know, any economic benefit whatsoever. Mm. Right. So those are some of the lessons I've learned. So any decision I'm making now or any products we are conceiving, we are always asking ourselves, is this, is this really solving a problem? Is there a market for it? You know, how is it going to make us money? How are we going to sustain it? How are we going to scale it up? Yeah. So those are the questions that keep um, coming to mind. So and I've benefited a lot from a lot of incubation programs, you know, a lot of mentors, a lot of um, events that I've attended. So I think one of the I'm still on the journey, you know. It's not I'm not like I've not achieved yeah, what I really it's want. Progressive. Yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, we've not gotten to where we want at all. We're not we've not even started in my in my in my own perception. Like we we, we are just scratching the surface, right? Mm. So so until we get there, then we can really say yes. Look at what so far. I know that I've learned so much, you know, by just starting this company. My, um, my, my awareness of the world around me has been changed, has been transformed by just being part of this process. Great. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Th- thank you for that. So, so that I don't keep you far too long. Um, okay. What would you say to someone out there who, or before we even get to that, one, one, one last question before I say that. Okay. <laughs> How has it All been right. running? A startup like this, even while being a student. <laughs> very very tough question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, 
number one, I would say being a Nigerian student, not just being a student, because that's, there that's are a lot of a keyword. <laughs> yeah, there, there are a lot of students starting companies in Stanford, Princeton University. True. In, True. Uh, you know, in fact, most of the companies are from university dorm rooms, True. right? True. Google, Facebook, name all of them. Yeah. So Microsoft was conceived while in, while in, while um, while Bill Gates was in was in Harvard, mm. and he left. Right. So, I I think. I think that being a Nigerian student, first of all, is something that that is so difficult. Number one, because the system, um, the education system, you know, a lot of uncertainties in policies. Like just like what we had uh, the when when COVID nineteen came last year, and also there was a lot of strike by the um, academic union of teachers or university lecturers and all that. You know, so all those things can disrupt the academic calendar or you know coming between what one is building and and, and someone's timeline mm, okay true so apart from the fact that covid-19 came last year and disrupted like the entire world still nigerian universities passed through a lot because there was strike already even before the covid-19 so mm. that that means i was supposed to graduate last year but now i have to wait an extra year you know so by God's grace, I'm supposed to graduate this July, <laughs> this coming July. Yeah. Okay. So I'm all putting by God's grace because all things in the world. You see, I'm putting by God's grace because 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 it's all about God's grace now, right? Um, Nigeria, Nigeria is so uncertain. The policies here are so uncertain, especially when it comes to the education sector. Mm. And that's what I feel is another another opportunity for entrepreneurs to look into. How can we create a better education system or better education for people? Accredited education for for the coming generation. You know, so edtech is something that some people can look into now. You know, and um, and start brainstorming about how we can build solutions around that. So it has not been easy being. A, student and start to really be disciplined um, you have to wake up earlier than others wake up you have to go to class earlier than others you have to uh, come back later than others like every single day i i wake up by 3 a.m i i leave for school let's say around 7 um, depending on the time of the lecture and then i come back every single day at least by 6 7 because here where here i have the kind of the workspace where i go to every single day to work on either schoolwork or the business right so these are these are the things so these are the sacrifices i cut out a lot of um, pleasures like maybe watching my favorite so much or you know movies and all just that. you have to yeah exactly so you have to find though you need to strike a balance but um, you also have to find a way to you know make sure that you're dedicating your time to the most important things and then you prioritize what is important now you know and what will you know what I mean by like what is yeah. what's important now? You focus on that, okay? And then you you postpone the pleasures or the um, yeah. fun or whatever. Like it delayed gratification. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I want to say. So you delay gratification for a while. Yes. So I, again, you also have to be on your toes. You have to also look for other ways of making money while also building your startup because as building your startup, you might not be making money every day, and in fact, you might not have even made any money at all. But you still believe that what you are building is great, so yeah. you have to look for other sources of funding or other sources of ways to keep yourself sustained, so that you don't go and begging around or, you know, depending on your startup to just give you money, right? Yeah. So that way, you are able to be very grounded and have and 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 build the resilience and the strength and capacity, yeah, 
So another thing I, w- I will say is that another thing I will say is that I'm considering okay, not really considering, but in fact I've decided and I've written down the kind of skills I'm going to acquire after school. Okay. To support my work and also support myself in terms of self-development. So that's the mindset I, I wish for everybody or for every young person out there. You know, you need to always have that mindset of continuous um, professional and personal development. Yeah, so great. Those are those are the things I would say. Amazing. Thank you for that narration. Um, so so we just put some little bit of balance because if anyone is listening, okay. um, we don't want them yes. to get scared. Like, who do I need to find the start find the startup? Because it looks like there's a lot of challenge here and there. So tell us a bit about mm. some remarkable success that you are so excited and proud of so far running the startup. Maybe some mm. awards, some I mean, some milestones. Yeah. And well, there has been a lot of wins. Like, oh, I can't even. I can't Tell us about see it. all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there has been a lot of wins. Okay, first of all, finding my team. Like finding finding the right team. That's the first success ever. You know, finding people you can build something for a long time. Finding people that will stay with you, that will follow you to the end. Amazing. It's really rare in this award right now. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'll give a big shout out to Benedict Okbala, my direct co-founder and chief innovation officer so i hope if he's listening or if he ever gets a chance to listen to this you know that i appreciate him so much thank you benedict and of course <laughs> Igwe, our chief technology officer Great. so finding these people i would say they have abandoned their own dreams but they found a way to incorporate their own their own vision and their own dreams into what we are building mm-hmm. you know so it's a huge sacrifice yes it's a very huge sacrifice so that's the first win then when, when it comes to um, other wins, being able to come up with ideas and uh, you know build the products around it, execute it, and come up with and learn a lot. So the wins I've gotten basically will be number one, my team. Number two, the things I've learned so far. Mm. All the things I've learned within two years of starting my company, I didn't learn them in, in all the four years I spent in university. So mm. Far. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. So the learnings, the experiences, the ups and downs have really been so massive. Then, when it comes to awards and recognitions, we've, we've received a couple of them. Um, last year, we were awarded among the seven Nigerian comp- uh, renewable energy companies um, to receive a 10,000 US dollar grant from Olon and oh. Rockefeller Foundation. Nice. Yes. So, we also we also were among the seven startups selected um, last year by Shared Value Initiative Africa for, um, for a boot camp. You know, with very top companies, only seven companies in Africa were selected, and we are among those wow. companies where we talked about where we, where we learned about our purpose as a company, about uh, the shared value uh, concept, you know, of matching purpose and profit. Yeah. Then we also had uh, the opportunity to be among the first, okay, top three startups in the African Innovation Week last year. Around, I think that was November. Yeah. So in the smart cities and um, circular economy category. So wow. we, we are second in that category, yes. And a host of other opportunities are, are coming, you know, and I believe that more are ahead as long as we stay dedicated and focused and really see how we can bring out and build our vision and bring make it a reality. Because the entire goal of it is to transform Africa through sustainable energy solutions. Yes. And one of the ways to do that is by creating a lot of jobs through our work. So if you can you can build a company to employ a lot of young people 
you know, and empower them. They also can go ahead to start their own companies whenever they leave the company, you know. Mm-hmm. And that way we can create a very, very prosperous continent. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. That's a whole lot of success. A whole list of success. Great work so far. So let's get back to our final note. What's your advice for a young okay. person out there looking to found something or have some burning passion yeah. having this challenge or having this or just holding back not wanting to just log things out yeah okay the first one i would say is um follow your curiosity okay mm. follow your curiosity because our curiosity has a way to actually lead us to the things that we are supposed to or meant to do in life mm. so follow your curiosity follow your interest Whatever that makes your heart skip, whenever you hear about it or you are so excited about it, try and follow it to the later end. If there is an industry around it, study about that industry, you know, and ask yourself, how can I be part of making, you know, how can I be part of this? Or how can I make a contribution to this? Or how can I, through this industry or through this interest, impact the world around me? So when you start thinking that way, you are able to come up with solutions. It must not be a startup, like I said. It can be a book, it can be an organization, it can be a, a volunteer network, it can be anything. It can even be a podcast like what you have here. Because I know that even your podcast is also a startup, right? Technically. Uh, of, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, and it's solving a problem because whoever that will listen to this at the end of the day, you know, might get inspired and true and true. Uh, find out what it is that they want, you know. So and that's why I really honor such invitation, you know, to always speak to your appreciate and um, get them inspired to go for what they have. Another thing again is that, um, you know, debt, debt, is, debt, is, debt is real, right? Mm. So debt comes to all. So the thing is, you have to launch out that idea now. You have to write that book now. You have to do start now because mm. nothing is guaranteed. And at the end of the day, everybody will still die. So why are we waiting? You know, why are you waiting? So don't wait any longer. Start, start, learn, you know, and keep going. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate this. And we honestly wish you all the best as you build something remarkable. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for taking it up on yourself to inconvenience yourself in order to build something that would impact people's life. It's a thank pleasure. You thank you so much once again. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Um, we look forward to having you on our, on our next episode. Please check out other episodes of the EZ Show, and then it promises to be as impactful as this. So, see you on our next episode. Bye. All right.